first rule in grip sport is you tell everyone about grip sport. You're crushing pinch grip, thick bar, wrists. If the best guy in the world can't lift 100 pounds on it, I, I don't give a shit about it. The episode that uh, a lot of you probably been waiting for is the International King Kong Grip Challenge uh, recap episode where we're going to cover the results with uh, Eric Roussain. You've almost been like our recap guy for a lot of other competitions as well, <laughs> but this one is a little bit, uh, I guess, a little more like personal or a little more in-depth because, I mean, this is you actually promoting, you know, a lot of the other things you're recapping, you're not like behind the scenes running it this year behind the scenes running it and taking care of everything so um yeah it's nice to have you here you know to give us the insight and like i said have the actual promoter here um how exactly did you feel about this year compared to others or what was your i guess thought yeah. kind of as everything was unfolding so this is the 11th year in a row that that i've been doing this uh king kong it's really this is the for the main event i focus on every year i mean this lots of great events but this is such a big endeavor for me to do the whole thing and then you know all the all the coordination and the awards and that it's a, just a big it's a big weekend for me um i would i it's been five or six or seven years in a row that we've been in the 200 to 300 entry range i was really hoping that we'd break 300 this year but mm -hmm. alas it didn't happen we didn't get the 300 i really think the potential is there um so maybe next year but um Leading up to the contest, it was more venues than ever. We had 30 or 31 venues even at one point. Um, and uh, everything I thought was going very well. Good, good communication with uh, the, the promoters. Um, and it was, the, go the goal was to get all the results submitted by midnight on Saturday so that I can run, you know, prepare all, do the, all the merging and calculating all the scores and all that. And that went well. Like, Everyone, all the results were in by midnight, which was great. Normally, there's always one or two promoters that are a bit stragglers, and I got a who, who are like, "Oh, I didn't realize I had to submit them so fast." <laughs> so, so I, everyone got that this year, and there is hardly any um, data entry errors. Uh, there's always one or there's always a few, but this year there's hardly any. Um, but the big surprise this year was when I received the results from the Russian venue. And I, I just saw the spreadsheet and the numbers were like in, incredible uh, for, for a few competitors, for a few lifts. And um, initially something didn't jive. I'm like this. So I, I right away, I, 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 the promoter, I said, do you, do you have video of these? Because the numbers are a little hard to believe. And they had filmed everything. They, they'd really uh, sent me the videos, no problem. And um and then I started looking at the videos and I couldn't initially see anything wrong. Like technically the lifts were done, you know, according to the King Kong rules, uh, everything was weighed. Like everything looked really, really legit. It's just, and I knew that at least two of the, two of the athletes I knew were, were very, very strong athletes. One had, they competed, both have been competing for several years. Um, and, um, uh, I knew they had the ability to lift big numbers, but not, I didn't think that big. Yeah. Um, especially uh, two of them. So one of those two plus another guy, they competed in King Kong before either last year or the year before or the past years. And the numbers were way up. So right away you're like, 
I, I was like, I, I don't, I couldn't make sense of it. But the video, I couldn't make sense of. I couldn't see anything wrong either. So I started, um, I shared those videos with a few close, a, a small circle, you being one of the people involved, um, you know, Andrew Panky, my uh, co uh, King Kong uh, lead promoter, um, Jed, a few, a few small circle people just say, you know, what do you think of these videos? Because the numbers to me seem too, too good to be true, too hard to believe. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we were all watching the videos like we couldn't, we couldn't make sense of it. So all this to say is the numbers, had there been none of these issues, I would have been able to post the results at 8 a.m. on Sunday. Everything was good to go, but I wasn't comfortable. <laughs> I wasn't comfortable publishing these results just yet because I, I was trying to see, am I missing something? What are we, what, what's going on? Um, so a lot of that Saturday was a lot of communications between the people, myself and, and you and the people I shared the videos with and saying, you know, what do you see? What do you not, you know, what, are, what can explain this? And, we, and, and then the, one of the interesting things is, are we, are we sort of putting a limit on what we think is possible, right? I mean, just because they're world records, um, is it, you know, these people, we know these people, some of these people are, are quite strong. Is it possible that they trained really specifically and maybe, you know, training training's going extremely well and, and they're able to break these records? I believed it was possible that they could break the records. I didn't believe that they could break them the way they did. Um, you know, when you're breaking records by 10, 20, 30 kg, uh, and you're seeing improvements from, you know, over a few months of, you know, these types of numbers, something doesn't make sense. Um, but I know one of the pressures with, with, I like being very responsive and I like to be quick. And that's probably worked against me this time is that by the end of Sunday, by late Sunday, I'm like, I want, I, I know everyone's waiting for the results. Um, so in the end we were, you know, our group were sort of like, we don't know what the right thing to do is, uh, but we're willing, you know, we, we're going to, we're going to support you, Eric, whatever you do. So I decided to go and, and head and post those results. And I, and then the next morning I actually posted the videos of those lifts. And that's when more eyes got on those videos and some things were noticed, uh, specifically on the pinch block. And, uh, and if you look closely, um, at least a couple of competitors, you can clearly see that the block is sticky, like the fingers, the way they're coming off. And you can even hear it if you have your volume up. Um, so that was sort of like, all right, I really had wasn't sure about these numbers, but now I'm I'm very convinced that there was you know that there was something going on that shouldn't have. So as soon as we saw that, as soon as I saw that, I decided very quickly to to pull back, um, to backtrack the numbers, um, and unfortunately uh, exclude all of the results of, of that that one uh, Russian venue because um, as soon as someone because I don't know exactly how things run, but as soon as some type of material gets on the block or the hands it does we don't know you know the order of lifts we don't know it's there's too much that we can't prove and we don't know so it, i think the only thing to do is to exclude all the rules of the venue and i find that extremely unfortunate because i do not think that all the competitors um were aware of what's going on I, I think it's very unlikely and in fact i found out later that 
the three the three main people in question competed on a separate day from the rest. So, you know, there's a lot of unfortunate stuff, but uh, in the end, I I feel I feel good with the decision. I do regret having to have published the results and then unpublished them because I, I think that put a whole a damper on the whole thing. Um, so for that, I'm sorry, but I think in the end it had to be done because if those results stayed, um, the amount of doubt, even without seeing videos, the natural reaction to see these numbers yeah, and see them all come out of one location, it really uh, puts, you know, turns everyone off of the King Kong. So I think I would have done a lot more damage <laughs> to go ahead with those results um, than to not. So it really pointed out, once again, we know that there are imperfections with a multi-venue contest. And, but it does show that we got to put more safeguards in place to, to, to minimize this from happening again, because it did, that's the unfortunate thing. I think it put a little a, a damper on the whole weekend and we should be celebrating these awesome results. Um, celebrating the champions and the winners and the weights legitimately lifted. But I feel like now it's, you know, it's not quite the same as in other years. So that, that's all I just wanted to say in terms of how, how my weekend went. It was extremely stressful. <laughs> uh, but now, um, having posted the results now a couple of days now, and then having some discussions on the grip board. And I, I sort of got a chance to sort of say my thought process and, and, and I had communications with the Russian promoter and, and, you know, I think we at least understand each other, maybe don't, maybe not everyone's happy, but I think people sort of understand uh, why, what I did and why, why I did it. So that's really all I can, I guess, hope for. Um, before we get into talking about the results, is there anything else that you want to add from your perspective of the weekend or? Yeah, um, I could, I could add some stuff. Um, what I would say is when you kind of let um, the public kind of get eyes on it and that's when things kind of picked up with actually having that definitive proof. But even then it was like two main videos. So I think a, a good point for people to understand would be there was really proof on the block videos, like you suggested. And I assume that that was probably some type of adhesive, rosin, whatever. It was probably used on everything or to some extent. And, uh, but that was the only two videos that you could see it in. And yeah. I think it's because you released a portion of the videos, meaning like there was probably 20 plus videos overall. So and, you I, to, and I could have got more. I only requested the videos for the top list from the top people. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the thing I want people to understand is they might look at like six videos they got put up. So they have that small sample size. And out of that sample size just so happened to contain the two where the definitive proof was in. But combing through like 30 plus videos and watching them repeatedly. And then every every single thing is measured and scaled and you're spending so much time looking at it and it's like all you needed was the proof from those two videos. But I think a lot of us spent time on so many other videos where visibly everything looked like you said, I mean, there, it's yeah. like, you know, those numbers most likely aren't accurate. And you know that like, it's almost like not humanly possible on some of it, or at least for that specific human, you know, to make the improvements. But when you, everything with your eyes, like I, I thought that they were um, potentially like messing with the scale 
Like maybe they had pre-programmed the scale to do something a certain way. And maybe there was a certain plate that was maybe fake in the stack, but then they would pull the stack off and all the plates are stealing. They're what they're supposed to be. And then they put it on the scale and then it would go to what exactly, you know, what it said. So it's like, how would you program that? And then they would pull it off the scale and then they would like calibrate it with like a five kg plate or something. And it would go up and back to zero. And I'm like, it's a lot of effort and it looks really good. It's like, I just, I thought they were manipulating the scale plates, everything. I mean, you think of, you know, all this stuff. And at the end, I came to the conclusion that they had used some type of adhesive, but I didn't even know if an adhesive would give that much of an advantage to produce those kind of numbers. So I was almost second guessing myself there. And uh, yeah, once uh, on, on, on that, I think the main event of all the, of the four events, I think it's the block where it would have the most carryover, right? For the vertical Pinch. Yeah, I think that's what helped. So on, on yeah. For sure. So for the 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 crusher and the jug, I don't probably some. So that's why I think maybe maybe they were legitimately what they broke the record. You know, probably not those amounts, but maybe they would have been lifted five or ten kg less. Maybe we'll never know. Yeah. Unfortunately, they chose the wrong option <laughs> to yeah. go that route. But uh, you know, maybe they were the best in this contest, but we don't know. Well, and, and, and we've seen yeah. that, that kind of behavior before sometimes where um, there are legitimately strong people and for some reason they still feel the need to do things outside the rules to try to get an extra, extra boost. And it's like, you're already one of the top people. You're already strong. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's 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 one thing if it's like a middle of the pack person who's trying to like get up there with the elites and maybe they're they're doing something. But it's weird to see guys that are legitimately strong and at, you know, pretty much an elite level, at least, at least one or two of them, or at least, you know, at a very elite level. And and it's weird to think that I I don't know what term I would use for it, but yeah, I I just don't understand the, the thinking process there. Like, you know, because even if you win by 40 pounds, what, what does that even do for you? If you know that you (laughs) lied and you cheated. So It's a, it's, it's a weird thing, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, I just, I hope everybody understands the position you were in because it's not like you took these numbers at face value. You had videos, they provided excellent videos. And it's often what happens sometimes when there is video submission is the video will tell the, tell the story eventually. It's just that a lot of us had looked at it. And I mean, I don't know how many times, but we, we looked at it a lot. And other people had looked at it a lot. And it took, like I said, that specific pinch block kind of thing, the stickiness yeah. of the fingers to really kind of kick it off. And that's that's what was assumed, but just couldn't be proven until that, that video proof popped up on those specific lifts. But all the other lifts were still getting reviewed with the same intensity. Right. So the jug, the crusher, all those other things were getting viewed like the same because you didn't know where it is. So like, of course, now that it's been kind of solved or the proof is there, it's the hindsight's 2020. It's very easy to look at it and say, Oh, well, how could you not see that? It's like, it's different when you don't have the answer already and you're seeking the answer through 30 videos and a lot of other stuff is going on. And, you know, you might be even thinking about the scale, the plates you're, you know, you're thinking about adhesives, all kinds of stuff. And it, you know, so yeah, I, I just hope that people aren't too critical um, on the situation. And I hope they kind of understand. Well, Anybody who's ran a competition with 10 to 15 people probably understands how frustrating that could be at one venue. Right. I just hope they understand what it's like when you have to deal with um, 
30 plus venues, 250 competitors, and right. you have a certain venue that's cheating and doing the lifts illegally by bracing and tilting the implements. And then their lifts, you know, their, their results suffer because of that. And then you turn around and you get these like insane numbers that make no sense. And you're trying to pinpoint what it is through you know, 30 plus videos and nothing is really sticking out. And then next thing you know, you're like, you're dealing with another thing, you know? So it's like, like I said, any, anybody that's been in charge of a competition can probably relate to the magnitude of what you're dealing with or what you had to go through and the stress of it. So I, like I said, I just hope people take that into consideration. Um, you know, now that it's kind of all said and done, like I said, I think the right call was made. It's just when you're in a time crunch to do so much and yeah. you're only given so much evidence and there's only so many eyes watching it and there's only so much you can do with, you know, what yeah. you have. I, I think you handled it um, professionally and I think you did pretty much the best job you could have with all things considered. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, like you said, maybe in a perfect world, the results didn't get put out prematurely, but right. like I said, that's, that's assuming that you already right. had the proof and it was, you know, dialed in because right. if, you don't, if you don't have the proof, then you're basically canceling a venue and telling them, Hey, I have no proof, but your guys' lifts don't count. And, Which, and, 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 and one thing that's challenging is, is, is if I delay um, posting the results, I feel like I would want to explain the, at least some vague reason for the delay, right? But mm -hmm. then it, I'm sure that could lead to other rumors and a lot of that. Like, so that's the main, if I was to delay a few days, the results, people would be like thinking about a whole, whole a whole bunch of different possibilities, right? So, and I didn't want to yeah, make any accusations right there. So it's, it's a bit of a challenge, you know, how to, how to do, how to handle that whole thing, you know? So, yeah. and it's a learning experience and, uh, in the end, I think, I think, you know, it's yeah, behind I would, us. Yeah. I would say ultimately like, like you getting the results out there and maybe that initial little bit of outrage. Yeah. And then, okay, here's the video. Yeah. And then, okay. Okay. Then it got solved within yeah. essentially yeah. Very, very quickly. I almost yeah. think that although the, it caused a little bit of a stir and things were going on, that really is almost what probably solved it faster than had you waited yeah. for three days or messed around. So like yeah. I said, the way it unfolded worked out and uh, probably wrapped things up quicker than, uh, quicker than any other route, probably, yeah. you know, yeah, you have to, it's, it's like a balancing thing. You know, there's going to be a little bit of outrage and things are going to get stirred up a bit. Right. But at the same time, that's the same. We knew, we, we knew, we knew as soon as I would post those results that there would be discussion, but the good thing is it got so many eyes on those videos and, we hadn't seen it so that even had I delayed unless I start sharing it to everyone I just didn't know if it would be right for me to share those videos publicly before the results are posted you know what I mean so it's yeah it's a challenging a lot of considerations that's all I'm trying to say so but no, in the sure. end I think uh I think things worked out as they should and now we get to celebrate some of the, the great lifts yeah performances yeah, there's because there's a lot of uh, a lot of good lifts, a lot of good good stuff going on in these different weight classes and stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely yeah. excited, like I said, to highlight the basically all the other venues, all the other lifters, all the other people's hard work who, you know, made the right choice and you know, ran things with integrity and stuff like that. So I, I would like I said, so however you would like to dive in and kind of start. Um I don't mind starting right with the top overall men's Okay. Yeah, yeah, we uh, can do that. Yeah. So if you look at the top 
20, 30, 40. I mean, it's a stack. You never get a contest with everyone, but there's a lot of big names <laughs> and they're all right bunched near the top. Like if you place top 40, top 50, whatever in this contest, you know, you're, you're doing well. Um, so there's so many talented people that it is sometimes surprising to see somebody who only got 25th. There's so many badasses in this contest, right? So somebody has to finish near the, the uh, you know, further down the list. But uh, what can I say? Uh, King Kong Grip 2022 repeated 2023 Ivan. And he had, he, <laughs> so he also competed. I believe he competed on the same day as us on the Saturday. And he also had a rough time because he was dealing with, this this other situation that happened in, at another Ukrainian venue a couple of weeks before, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of stress. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in his life. He he actually, I think he actually came down with COVID like right before, or like he, he wasn't feeling the greatest. Somehow he pulled it out and he got very good numbers. You'll see that the people who win or people who finish, let's say top five, they're very well balanced. Like they don't, you can't have a bad lift in Kung Kong and, and expect to be near the top ten. You have to be good at everything. Mm -hmm. um, and he proved it. You know, his lowest ranking was ninth for um, the jug. But hey, if you're top ten out of two hundred plus competitors, <laughs> you know you're doing well. So he won, and he clearly won. He got with a seventeen point total score. So for those who don't know, the way the scoring works in King Kong is it's reverse strongman. So if there's 200 people in an event, the very best, highest lift gets one point. The lowest lift gets 200 points. And then you sum the four events together and the total score, lowest score wins. So his total score was 17. Um, a very impressive, impressive score. Um, I, I like he was, I don't know. Did, who did we predict? I was trying to think. We predicted, I think I predicted, I predicted Jed. Uh, yeah. Do you remember who we predicted? Yeah. Um, you had predicted Jed. And I actually yeah. spoke because uh, we had our panel last time with uh, Will Giuliani and Jed Johnson. They were with right. us. Um, now, me and Jed had leaned towards Jason Dingy. Yeah. And uh, Will Giuliani picked Ardo Geronin, who actually came in fourth. So right. I talked to Will and Will said basically he won one of our <laughs> predictions because yeah. he, he picked the highest uh, the highest finisher. So, um, yeah. yeah, so Will had picked Arto to do something and uh get you know first but obviously he ended up in fourth but that was higher than anybody else that we had picked because jed ended up in sixth place and then jason dingy ended up in 11th so we were all of our predictions were right up there oh, in the top 10 so um, <laughs> but if you look at you saw you saw the scores for two three and four you see how close that was yeah and then you also have another uh uh kind of similar thing from seven eight nine almost yeah well, really, almost all the way out to seven thirteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of groupings that get really, really you know close on this. Like a one point difference between second and fourth. So that's you know that's so small. Yeah. Uh, that's you know like that's a half a pound on a lift basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you have Mati Rautianen, uh, Carter Colo, and uh, Ardrone. I just want to say something about Carter. Carter Colo, twenty one years old. Lives in Saskatchewan, Canada. He's a climber, a very long-time climber. And I met him at Canadian Nationals last year, 2022. That was his first contest. Mm -hmm. And the class was 231, 105 class. 
10 under. Um, I won that class, um, but he impressed me. Like he had, he, of everyone in the venue, he had the best pinch block because uh, the pinch block was one of the lifts in the Canadian Nationals last year and he beat everyone. Uh, so that see a young kid on his first contest, 20 years old, 108 pounds, outlift everyone on the block. Mm -hmm. uh, and he just was a very strong guy. I, you know, I, I beat him then, but I think this was his only second contest. And whatever oh, yeah. he's doing is going well because he's another very well-balanced guy. Once again, he, his lowest ranking was 12. So, and he's 180 pounds. So definitely shades of, of um, Tanner Merkel. Like Tanner Merkel burst on the scene at about the same weight about the same finishes in King Kong in this first year. So if this, if I'll call him a kid, if this young man stays at it, he's, he's got a, a bright future. It's, it's, it's very impressive. So it got me personally excited for Canadian nationals. Canadian nationals in 2024 are going to be out West uh, in April. So um, I'm going to have my work cut out for me this year, <laughs> next year. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I got to see some of his lifts. Definitely. Um, Super strong. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, any, anytime you have somebody coming from that climbing background seems to be a good, I mean, seems to be a good transition for them, but yeah. just because you climb doesn't necessarily mean you're going to no. place you're the way he's placing. Elite, you know, not every climber can do these numbers. So yeah. So he's yeah. Uh, definitely kind of special in that regard. And uh, yeah, yeah it, it, I look forward to kind of seeing how, uh, how that pans out. And I assume if, uh, if he's going to stay active and grip sports, something he wants to, continue you know competing in um we might run into him at uh the north american um, championship so. you know so yeah so that that could be yeah. another time where everybody kind of clashes or we get to see you know what he can yeah. do with a lot of big names as well so that's yeah. uh yeah that's exciting ardo he's just such a consistent performer right he's always near the top um so what can you say i mean he had another good day I was gonna say the jug got him because he he, he yeah. put up twenty one points on the jug, yeah. and everything else was five nine two. So I mean he had yeah. two top five finishes, another yeah. top ten, and then that twenty one is really what hurt him. If that twenty one was you know another top ten finish, I mean you're talking about him probably being runner up or yeah. depending on how the shuffle you know goes, he he'd be right up there. So yeah, yeah, Harry Harry who we found out just a few weeks ago that he had injured his main, I think a thumb on his main hand, right? So this is all his non-dominant hand from what I understand. So that's, <laughs> if this is his non-dominant hand, he finished fifth place overall. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and with, with, with Hari, you're talking about a guy that also, I mean, not only like numerous world records and stuff, but I think he's one of two guys to ever do the, uh, and, and someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but like uh, Jesse Pinonen and him are like the only two guys I think that have done uh double 55s pinch. So two 55s in each hand simultaneously for a deadlift. So, I mean, wow. even if he has, so I'm saying, even if he has an injured hand, his other hand is like, right. You know, up there very, very right. well balanced. So e even with the hand injury, I kind of still expected him to be up there somewhere just, just because of that kind of balance that he has. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, if you look at, and, and so Jed and Harry were within a point. So those guys were battling out for fourth place mm -hmm. or fifth place, I should say. And then, like you said, the big glut of scores from basically seventh to 13th, you know, that's a nine, 
nine and a half point spread for those all those positions. So that's it's so tightly contested, right? It could go either way. So all of these names, I mean, I think I would say I would point out Tim is having a particularly good. This is by far, I think, his best King Kong. Yeah. Um, you know, we know that he has monster vertical lifts, but for him to get top ten, I think I think this is his first ten top ten. So I'm very, you know, I believe so. Yeah, kudos I think to him. The, I think the difference maker for Tim. Was obviously we know he's a big threat on V bar. Um, Tim's thick bar has kind of picked up. I mean, Tim's strong everywhere, but yeah. um, one thing that Tim I think has struggled with and at times, and this is just personal experience for me, kind of competing with him and, and things, is there are certain like he'll he'll do like good pinch feats with like blobs and stuff like that, but like maybe he hasn't trained the Saxon, so like his Saxon numbers won't line up with the level of strength you're seeing and put into some other stuff, but. Uh, I saw him in training, you know, hitting like a hundred pounds on the pinch block. And I knew when I saw that that pinch was up around a hundred, I know the dumbbells he's lifting and I know his crusher is going to be up there. As long as he didn't take shortcuts on the finished ball, you know, that could really drop him. So I was like, right. you know, as long as he, when I saw that three out of the four lifts were like dangerous for him, like you know, he's going to be good. And the finished ball might be the only thing that stops him. Once I spoke to him and once I kind of, saw some stuff where it's like, okay, he's around that 80 pound mark for finished ball. It's like, this might be a good lineup for Tim where he, you know, he's, he's going to put together a good, like four piece, you know, event set. And uh, yeah, I think it kind of all came together for him because he lifted really well. So I, I was happy to see Tim up there in the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, all you, you can go down the name pretty far down the list. You're going to recognize you're probably gonna recognize every single name well you obviously you follow the sport closely but most people anyone who follows the sport all these names are you know there's no big uh you know you, there's not many no names that's what i'm trying to say no not at all i mean you could get up into probably as far as and i'm just kind of doing this roughly in person you know just live while we're doing this but i mean i'm seeing people that i'm seeing people that are well above average strength you know down into the 70s 80s 90s you yeah. know almost really you know yeah. I, i'm not saying they're like you know the most elite grip people ever but i mean there's some strong people that are almost you know you know getting close to like that 80th to 100th you know gap and it's like you know it, it just shows how stacked everything is yeah but yeah for sure i don't know if we want to move on to the men's weight classes Oh uh, yeah, we can go men's weight classes just to kind of keep things rolling along. Um, yeah, yeah. And you want to start with fifty nine kg? Yeah. So this is a repeat winner, uh, Jesse. I say Hagador. Not. I, I don't know if you know how to pronounce his last name, but I don't. I was gonna. Yeah. If, if I if I just go by uh, looks, I would say Hagadorn. Yeah. But I don't uh, know if you have any other intel. No, I don't. So this okay. is a climber, another climber. Not surprisingly. Uh, he 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 lifts out of Steve Millard's venue, and okay. he similar same last year. He he just had a clean sweep. Yeah, he's I was a very say. strong, very strong guy. I believe he finished second in the pound for pound calculation uh, this mm -hmm. year. So obviously, super strong for his size. Um, so yeah, uh, and then the other ones, I, I I mean, I know Aaron's from Australia. Uh, Palioka, I believe, yeah, the producers from Ukraine. I don't know much about them, but they, you know. It was within when you see there's a tie, uh, they both have 13 points. So ties are broken initially by the countback method. So what that means is 
If there's a tied score, we look who had the most first place results. If no one, uh, if somebody had a first place and the other person didn't, automatically he gets the higher rank. If neither got first uh, first place finish or they both got say one, then we take a look at who got the most second place finishes, etc. We just keep moving down the list. So, so in this case, Palioka had two second two second place finishes, whereas the highest finish Aaron had was a third. So for that reason, Palioka gets the higher uh, rank. So that's how that works. If anyone's curious, the if after going through all those comparisons, it's still a tie, then we resort to body weight. So body weight is only if there's still a tie after the countback method. So I know there's questions about that, but that's how it's done for King of Kong. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I just think it's nice, like talking about Jesse taking that uh, class win there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's no secret that in grip a lot of times, and, and really a lot of different sports across the board, as you start getting into lighter weight classes, the pool of athletes kind of starts to dwindle down a little bit. So I like the fact that there are, you know, kind of like elite strong lifters pound for pound that are holding their own and kind of making these other lighter divisions exciting. Yeah. It's good to see. So I, you know, whereas before, I mean, not, not, this is a bad thing, but you know, like before it's kind of like, everything is like, you know, you got all, all these best way to put it is like, you have like all the household names and they're usually going to run 180 pounds and up. Occasionally there'll be a guy, you know, below 180 that lifts. Okay. Right. Um, and then it's like, Oh, then everybody will just be like, Oh, well, uh, he's Gravel, you know, like he's, it's like, that's like the, the go-to for like the light right. classes almost. It's like, there's like one or two people. And it's nice to see that there's even lighter classes down to 59 kg and that we have kind of maybe some, household names or people that are going to be like uh i guess like perennial competitors that are going to be around and uh just keep just keep the divisions exciting that way we don't have to resort to saying like the one guy we all know is strong or the two people you know it's like it's nice to have a you know i don't know as we go down this list it's nice to kind of see new names emerging i guess new stars emerging and kind of seeing them uh hopefully stick with it and kind of build these divisions up yeah because you know there's going to be people that want to chase them and they're going Absolutely. to have to hold on to that. So I, I want to see that kind of develop for the lighter classes. Yeah. 66 kg, only six competitors. There's a clean sweep for Ukraine. Um, so they go, I don't know anything about these competitors. This would be normally the class that Eves competes in, but Eve, uh, I don't have the details, but I know he injured, got some sort of injury in a recent climbing competition. So mm-hmm. that's likely why he, he did not compete this year. Uh, but um Melnick Roman, you know, he, he got first in three of the four. So he, clearly a strong dude. Uh, but yeah, those 66 and 55, 59 are always the smallest classes in King Kong. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, I'm sure that'll attract more people <laughs> at that weight. And as climbers describe, as people who are into climbing, there's a lot in those weight categories. So I, I think those classes will just continue to grow every year. At one point, we were wondering, should we keep offering like the 59 kg class? Because I remember one year, I think there was only two entries. But you know, mm-hmm. I think it's international the competition. I think I think it would be a mistake to not keep offering it. It is one of the official GSI classes, so I yeah. think it will continue to grow. We just have to be patient. But I definitely think there are people out there that size who are who would be in the grip if they discover it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Seventy four. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you have anything else for sixty six or no, any other? Uh, you no, know, no. I was going to say that it. You know. It, 
that that first and second there was pretty close, you know, with one having five points, the other one having yep. seven. So, I mean, it was, it was a tight race where, you know, a lot of uh, first and second place finishes between the top two there. And, you yep. know, it, it's one of those deals where, you know, I don't know that I'd have to look up what they lifted like on a spreadsheet to see the, the margin between those lifts of like first and second. Right. But that's one of those where, you know, any little lift here or there could probably swing that, yep. that, that, that placing. Yeah. 74. Is this, a, uh, is this a repeat also? Um, 74. Did Tom win last year? I think Ben, no. Yeah, Ben Cossey won this class last year. Okay, okay. Um, ben did not compete this year, though. Tom. Yeah, I spoke to him. Yeah, he said he said he had like an injury and, and some stuff. So it, it, was, it was kind of an injury type deal. Okay. Tom, uh, he has won King Kong before. So. I don't know if this okay. is this. I don't know if this is second or maybe third win. <laughs> He's definitely right. uh, yeah. an accomplished uh, competitor in in, uh, in this sport. So he won, but you know Ben Galper. This is the new guy that Will was talking about. Uh, yes. Yep. So he got you know he won, got two first places. They they each got two first places, and so so Ben won the the crusher, which which uh, Will warned us about that he knew that he was really strong in that event, and he also won the uh, finish ball. So. If this is only his first or second contest, you know that this guy is the real deal, and uh, it'll be fun oh, to yeah. see where he goes. No, he he's he's absolutely strong, um, very very strong. Like I said, I mean anybody that's walking around, I mean roughly, I mean we're talking one one hundred and sixty some pounds. Was that like one sixty three? If I convert it, is that accurate? Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, roughly, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you're talking. I mean, 160s and anybody that's just walking up and like picking up the inch dumbbell strict and everything else and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, you know that's going to carry over to like a big crusher lift. And then I believe Will said that he's into like some climbing type stuff as well. Yeah. So we have another kind of lighter weight climber that the yeah. finger the finger strength on some of these you know lifts. It, it doesn't surprise me that he placed as well as he did. So yeah, yeah it was a good good battle between uh, Tom and Ben there at 74. Yeah. Uh, and third place was a Ukrainian one. Unfortunately, I don't know much about most of these Ukrainian lifters, but clearly they're they're strong. Whatever Ivan's doing in terms of growing the sport, it's especially evident. Um, well, we probably won't get around to, to talking about the youth division too much tonight, but the youth program because he he has he's working with teenagers and they're training for King Kong like year round. So <laughs> they put up incredible numbers like <laughs> if they keep at it when they're going to be adults it's going to be it's going to be scary so um and then but they also i also noticed they have a lot of lighter competitors whether it's the men or the women so a lot of these classes you'll yeah. see a lot of the ukrainians finishing near the top of standards if we go to the 83 so 83 that was a that was a very competitive class a lot of big names in that class uh johannes i believe he I think he won last year, or I think he did. I think so. he repeated. Yeah, I believe so for eighty three. And you know, he's won a, a lot of big multi venue contests. He's a very accomplished competitor. He's, he's super uh, strong, very strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this was Carter's year. I mean, he got first in three of the four. Um, so there's a new, uh, as Brad put it, there's a new sheriff in town, and, and <laughs> uh, very impressive. But it's a stack class. If you look at the names going down this list, there's Mike Lorgowski. He's won King Kong before. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of strong, strong guys. Will Reed from California. I think North, he used more typically 74, but now he, he moved up to the 83. 
Um, yeah. Just strong guys. But the clear winner in this class this time was was Carter. 27 guys in that class. So it's twice as big as the uh, 74. Yeah, it, yeah really. That, that, that's when you start really kind of seeing the bump up and uh, I guess I don't want to say sign-ups, but yeah, participation. Yeah. You start seeing, uh, yeah, basically the, the number of lifters double in the class. And then, like you said, I mean, you have uh, guys that are winning big competitions, even placing outside of the top five. And even, like you said, Mike Rogowski, a, you know, past winner in that weight class, you know, getting fifth. So yeah. any, anytime you have, you know, three or four different guys that can pop up and take out a uh, past winner, you yeah. know, that's that's just a sign that the, you know, the weight class is getting very competitive and that all those guys are strong, you yeah. know, because Mike, Mike's not getting weaker. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, all of us, maybe, I, I don't know what all the lifts look like for him, but I mean, he, you can have off days and stuff, but in general, I mean, he's training, he's getting stronger. So it's not a matter of like, Oh, he, he fell off or he got weaker. No, he's strong. It's just that like, these other guys are just strong too. And it just, you know, you, you roll the dice on that day and anything can happen. So. Yeah. Him and him, it's really with his hand size, it's really the crusher that limits him. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think aside from the crusher, you know, he got top six and the three others. So he could yeah. easily finish higher. Um, I think, Absolutely, I think that yeah. crusher makes it tough. Um, 93, another repeat winner, Sam Terry from Finland. Mm -hmm. uh, one last year, he won again. Um, not a clean sweep, um, because we know Tim won the, <laughs> Tim won the jug on that one. Um, yeah. and then uh, I was happy to get a third. I think, I, I think it had been three years in a row that I got fourth. So I was happy to get a third this year. Yeah. Um, I, I knew you had fourth last year, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so. It's, it's always, I always, 93 is always competitive class. So, it, you know, if I can place in the top, I'm always near the top. I'm very happy. Um, uh Clint, you know, just right right behind me with by one point. Um I think he he got third last I think we switched spots. I think he was third last year. Yes, yeah he was. Uh, yeah. Um Devin Devin Lee Brown. So he he um he told me about his he made the error of, I think he on the pinch block he got 60 and then I for whatever reason he went straight to 80 and mm. yeah, he failed. So I think had he been more had he been more conservative in his, his jumps, I, I think so. I think tenth is a little a little misleading. Normally, he would be uh, much closer to the top. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he won the arm lifting a super series this year in his weight class, and so he's a, definitely a strong guy. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. Um, so, and I, I figured it would be you two battling it out on the crusher, which is what happened. It looks like you took first in that event, and he took second. Yeah, by like grams. <laughs> very, very. Yeah. Close. So uh, yeah, you 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 guys. I mean, just knowing that the, the the strength level that you you guys possess. I mean, you guys are right there, and yeah, it was probably just a, a tactical error and jump that probably hurt him there, because he took a second place and a fifth place. Right. And if you could just kind of sure up, you know, one of those other two events, he's yep. probably he's probably sitting a lot better, especially yep. considering that the three guys in front of him were he, he scored thirty seven. He put up right. a thirty seven. And there was a yeah. 36, 36, 35. Yeah. I think if he just made one smarter jump, he would have already been up, you know, at least three places. And then, oh, like I sure, said, yeah. probably right there behind uh, you and Clint Ziegler are in that mix for for that, you know, right there at the edge of top five. So, 
Um, now, 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 I think it's it's always um, we always have to consider that it's very few people in a contest like this are like super pleased with all four of them. So everyone can say, "Oh, if only if yeah, only yeah. I got yes. five pounds more, or if I only had locked that up." So everyone's in the same boat. So I think it's I don't want to just I'm mentioning this case because I know he told me about this, right? But yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe one of the people who finished in eighth or ninth had a similar mistake. So we yeah. don't know. No, ab ab absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is that way where sometimes we just assume that everybody hit like all their PRs and had exactly. their best day and it wasn't our best day. And it's like, well, exactly. it, it usually doesn't ever work out that way. So, yeah, you right. just got to you got to think that whatever your experience is in these competitions is probably pretty similar. Yeah, everyone else's yeah. is probably similar. So, yeah, yeah actually, if we just take a pause here. How did yeah. you feel for your numbers, like in terms of what you were expecting and, you know, were you satisfied? What, where were you satisfied? Which ones were, how did things net up for you? Um, man. And I was at one Oh five. So if, if we jump, I mean, I know we're talking about 93, but yeah. Oh. I, so, so I, I'm, I'm fat Zach right now. I'm up at one Oh five, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I considered cutting to 93. So I, I was thinking about it because I was like, uh, Luke Raymond said he's doing one Oh five. Okay. I was like, Luke will be out of the way. And I was like, I think I could maybe squeeze out a top three if I cut. And then right. just seeing where my weight was and everything, I was like, man, I I, I was like, you know, I'm, I'd rather just kind of uh, not put more on my plate with the yeah. having to diet and cut and, and stuff like that. And then there's another competition coming up that the limit's 224. So I, I just didn't want to try to like do two competitions very close together you know, starve yeah. myself out and maybe hurt my performance in this. And, you know, almost kind of sabotage two competitions, just chasing one, one thing that may or may not happen. So I kind of just stayed eating whatever I wanted, didn't cut and was in the one Oh five class. Um, for my, my personal lifts, Eric, I, uh, I lifted 203 pounds on the crusher. I made a five pound jump and I missed it by about an inch or two. Yeah. Which would have, which the, the the lift I missed would have been about a one pound PR. Okay. So not terrible. Had I hit that, that would have been a PR. If you go back to my highest lift, um, the 203, it's about four pounds under my best ever in competition. So I that's pretty close. I can't complain there. Um the block was a little bit lower. I just haven't been pinching that that style or haven't had time to work it as much. Um but I still pulled uh, 88 and a half pounds, so just under 90. So I, I I missed 90, but I pulled 88, which roughly around a 90-pound pinch block in competition is about a PR for me. So once again, I was yeah. right there on the edge of attempting a PR and ending up just a couple pounds short. I'm not complaining about that. The finished ball was a slight PR, and I, I did like 77.6. And then for the jug, which I haven't done in competition before, well, I, I did one. I actually did once. Um, so I, I did the jug in competition uh, about a month prior to this. And this one, I had about a 20 pound PR on it. So things were just kind of clicking on that lift. So I was kind of happy that I pulled 226 on the jug. And uh, like I said, essentially two out of four PRs. And then I had a shot, the two lifts that weren't PRs, I had a shot at PRs. So right. it's not I, bad overall. Yeah. I, I, I lifted about as good as I, about as good as I could have hoped to have lifted, all things considered. And the 105 kg class is just lined up with uh, just murderous lifters. <laughs> like right. if, I, I placed 11th at the 105 class. Yeah. And if you go through the top 10, it might well, be, 
it might be the most stacked division we have. I don't know. Yeah, well, let's talk about that class. I do think it was that's my nomination for most stacked class. It was also the biggest class. So 40 guys. And and I'll just quickly <laughs> read out the names of the of the okay. top uh, yeah. top eleven. Okay. Yeah. Uh Ivan Bobchenko, Harry Talonin, Mike Schimmel, Joe Hodgson, Thomas Larson, Luke Raymond, Steve Millard, Zach Ebel, Yarno Hivari, uh Medvedev Roman. Zach Mullins. I mean, that's a strong feel. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's I'm... no punches there. Um, and uh, Ivan came out on top. I mean, we won the whole thing. But yes. uh, yeah. Harry was, you know, he got one of the first places and very second in another one. Um, and Mike, Mike Schimmel's another guy a lot of people probably don't know. He's also from out west uh, in Canada. Um, I believe he's more from the powerlifting uh, back I might be wrong on that, but I met him also at nationals last year, and he finished second. It, it was me, me, Mike, and Carter were one, two, three. I can't remember who was second, who was third, offhand, but a strong, strong dude. Uh, and this was obviously a very impressive performance uh, for him to make top ten overall and get third in this class. That's that's a big deal. Um, Joe tops all the names we mentioned, and and the loop with his crazy jug lift. It's uh. Mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> it's it's a tough class tough class absolutely and yeah like and just something that i noticed was out of the uh out of the top 10 four were from the 105 class oh right oh, the top so 10 overall yeah. top 10 overall there was four guys from that 105 class so if you want right. to be top if you want to be top five at if you want to be a top five lifter at 105, then you almost have to place top five overall or be yeah. top 10. You know, you're going to have to be up there. Um, it reminds me uh, a few years ago. I, figured, I don't know if it was, tw- it's been a few years, but I got fourth in the 93 KG class that year. And I got seventh overall. So four <laughs> of the top seven spots were 93 KG guys. I'm like, how sucky is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. This year, the 105 class, that was the the monster class. Um, and it was, yeah, I guess it was sort of a battle for third, right? Mike, Joe, and Thomas all within two points. Yeah, real close. Uh, very close. Um, if we go to the 120, uh, it was won by Yu Hamati. He got second overall. Um, yeah. But as you see in this class, it was actually quite uh, uh, quite close. Uh, Jed was very close behind, 14 to 16. So he almost got another title. At this point, I don't know how many can come. You know, Jed has won the overall before, but mm-hmm. he's also won weight classes. I don't know how many times. He's, he's one of the winningest uh, King Kong performers, uh, competitors ever. Um, Brad. Brad won this class last year. So this year he got third. Um, Jalen... You know, he's so one that Jalen, he's only been in the sport for, I think, a year or a little over a year. Yeah, about a year. (laughs) For him to do already, you know, knocking on the door of the the really top competitors, he's, he's, and he got the world record pinch block lift. So, uh, yeah, he's great day for him. I mean, essentially, this would be his King Kong debut. And he's, he's really, he's been active. So I can't say it's like one of his first competitions, but he's been doing about a year. And uh, was kind of getting you know more recognition on the gripper side of things for gripper certifications, and then 
he just started attacking the competitions and getting, you know, diving into any competition mix he could. And uh, yeah, he just keeps getting better and better at these competitions. So um, yeah, for his first year, I'm, I'm expecting to just kind of see him be one of these uh, top guys, you know, from year to year that at, at those heavier weight classes that, you know, is going to be a force. So yeah. And that class was the second biggest class, 36 people in all. So good turnout. And then uh, and the supers, Ardo would you want it once again another weight mm-hmm. class, uh, super heavyweight class title. Uh, him and Jason, they both got, they each got two first places. So yeah, uh, yeah. but Ardo's combination was just a little better than Jason's. So um, and Luke Reynolds, uh, for those of you who don't know who Luke Reynolds is, is a huge strongman out of uh, Australia. Uh, I met him um, at the Arnold's. It was at the Arnold's, yeah, at the Arnold's this yep. year. Yep. Um, so I'm really glad that he's trying out, uh, trying to get Andrew King Kong. That's, that's great to see. Uh, and for him to get, you know, I don't think he has probably the training on all some of these smaller implements, or I don't suspect he does, but, um, I'm happy to see that you managed to get a third place in his first King Kong. So that's, that's great. Um, yeah, and that was 31 competitors. Um, I also we didn't we skipped over it, but I also wanted to mention that uh, Ivan I think increased I think he already had it but he the finished ball finished yeah. ball world record yeah yes but yeah yeah, yeah and it's interesting because we I was looking at our predictions from what we thought the top list would be so the one uh, we we overestimated uh, the crusher um, we I think we were thinking the two sixties high two sixties mm-hmm. maybe somebody in the two sixties yeah. Uh, but the highest lift was Jason's, and it was only about 240. Not to say that's a bad lift. <laughs> no, it, just yeah. was, it was just lower. A lot of the big guys from last year did not enter. Uh, the guys who were really good at this particular event, um, AJ from uh, California did not enter. Alexei Tukalov didn't enter. So, okay, yeah, um, yeah. so top lift was only 240. Pinch block, I think we, uh, we sort of expected uh, not – I don't think we expected – as high as uh, Jalen got, but we expect it sort of in the one, 115. Yeah, yeah. So we undershot that one just slightly. Uh, finished ball, we were pretty much right on. Like we were talking about 107, and I think that's you got 107 or 108 around there. So pretty bang on. And then the uh, the jug, the the jug, we were we were close. We were close. I think yeah. you didn't you get it right on? Didn't you say like 305? I, I'd have to go. I'd have to go back and uh, yeah. listen to the episode again. I know that yeah. I, I spoke with Luke today, and he yeah. mentioned that. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, this is this is coming from him now. He said that you had uh, mentioned something before when the jug was contested that you didn't think anyone would break three hundred. So that was kind that of was his what goal. I thought. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was like, and then he's like, "Your guys' uh, prediction again this year." He said the same thing, and he's like, "I'm gonna." He's like, "I'm gonna prove that guy wrong." Like he said. <laughs> oh, he, said he said. He said. So that was that was in his head. Uh, you know, when he pulled off that record this year um, with the 305. But uh, yeah, he said it was I almost like that... a repeat of the uh, the jug being tested before that. He said, you know, he said right. the same thing. No one's getting 300. So uh, pretty funny. But, but, but... but I'm pretty sure you said 305. And that's, I think, pretty much exactly what he got. So uh, well done. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about the men before going to the women? Or... Uh, I. I, like I said, I think that covers it really. Um, I, I do like the fact, like I said, that there's some new exciting names, even lighter weight competitors that are kind of popping up. And, 
even some of the lighter weight guys that have won things, you know, they're coming back to, you know, repeat, you know, when, when their weight class multiple times, um, just, I would like to see people, you know, stay with it and kind of keep, keep pushing the lighter weight classes up and get those, uh, I guess the talent pool a little bit bigger and just keep the matchups fun because man, some of these, some of these things, like you said, if you really look at how close it is, um, I mean, one pound could, you know, just completely throw off all the standings, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I guess I just like looking at the statistics and the side of it, you know, that side of it with, uh, like I said, competition this big, you just want to, I just want to see more people continuing to compete and, uh, the bigger guys are already kind of, uh, established, but those lighter classes where you have, you know, seven or eight people, it's like, I want to see those kind of turn into 16, 20, and then, you know, see them kind of chase each other and go at it. So, um, that, that, that's really it. But yeah, it looks like it's, uh, things are moving in the right direction. One, one thing I just want to note, uh, point out because i think a lot of people might not know this is that to calculate the overall score we're comparing all the competitors together mm-hmm. but within a weight class you're only being compared for the scoring you're only being compared to people in your weight class so you will see some some things that may not make sense like you might be third in your class but in the overall, you're actually finished ahead of the guy who finished in second. So there are these little mm-hmm. variations because the score is completely dependent on who else is competing in your category. Yeah. So it's not that there are mistakes in this. It's just that we're using a different base uh, to calculate the score. So it's natural and normal for, for these types of variations. So if you see, wait, 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 how come, how come he's ahead of me in the overall, but I beat him in my weight class? It's mm-hmm. because we're looking at different fields and that's how the scoring works. So. It's not wrong. It's just different. Yeah, th- that's a good point because I've I've seen a lot of people kind of wonder that or bring it up, you know. And it, yeah, it's a thing. So yeah, well, I, I think I think it's sort of one of the fun things, right? Like that, that's one of the reasons I like the 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 reverse strongman is it has some of these elements and you can, you know, it really it's really compared to other people in the field. So, um, and I I like it's also very simple and and uh, to calculate, you know. You got you got the win. You got one point. That's simple, yeah. simple as that. Yeah. Uh, all right, we moved the women's overall. So for the third time in four years, uh, I believe Sarah Chapelo, McQueen yeah. Kong and Grip, uh, almost a clean sweep. Um, Tammy had a spectacular finish ball. Um, yeah. So. Baseball world record, women's world record, and she got second overall. So at, at her light body weight, it really, I mean, she's chasing Sarah, and she still has still some work to do to get to get to, get to Sarah's absolute numbers. But yeah. you know, she's definitely beating, uh, fighting above her weight. Let's say, no, yeah, we I think, and I think that's pretty much what we had predicted, or most of the people on the the prediction panel had said, you know, Sarah and Tammy for one and two, right? Um, and and, and another couple people possible, but I, I don't see their names on here. Some of the other ones, it's like that, you know, right. that, you know, for whatever reason, like a lot of the male, you know, for some reason, you know, they just didn't compete. Could be injuries, could be timing, you never know. But yeah. uh, but I think for the most part, everybody was kind of leaning towards Sarah to win, and. Tammy to be kind of right behind somewhere yeah. um, for third place. Um, I don't want to mess up the name. Are you familiar with this name at all? 
I, I am not. No. Okay. I, I don't know how to say it. Uh, yeah. Saija, Saiha, Cantola. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how, how to throw the, you know, the J there, but, um, but to finish third place, um, above some strong women's lifters. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I was just curious if that was a debut or if that was, uh, you know, maybe, oh, no, she's been competing for a long time. You know, I, I wasn't sure about that. I, I'm but, not sure either. So I think okay. that's Yeah, no problem. But, yeah, but a, a nice third-place finish there. And then um, Jen Tibbenham was one that had come up um, in our other predictions we were mentioning, and she placed fourth. So she was, you know, not too yep. far behind there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a lot, like I said, a lot of, uh, a lot of familiar names. And uh, Ash, Ashley, who's nine months pregnant, I understand. <laughs> I, I saw something about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, she... I, competed, I competed with her over the summer out West at the, uh, at the, uh, the arm lifting Canada event, I forget in July. And she was already, well, she would have been, I guess, six months pregnant or whatever it was yeah. definitely showing. Uh, but for her to be doing this at nine months and, and still Took doing seven. so well, it's impressive. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that stands out. Is there anything else that's standing out in the overall to you? Uh, not in the overall, but once we get to the smaller classes, I, I have some okay. stuff to say about some of these women. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's move on uh, then. So, the a lot of the names in who finished near the top of the standings in these lower weight classes are actually local people to where they're they're in Ottawa, um, and these are this is all thanks to um Andrew, I can't pronounce his last name, Nguyen and uh Rachel Hartvix. And these these are two climbers who competed for the first time at one of my contests earlier this year. And they took a love it. They just fell in love with the sport. And they decided, you know what? Rachel especially was like, I want to grow. I know tons of I have tons of friends, climbers who would love this. Um, but it's a little intimidating to compete in an open weight class for, with the women. Mm -hmm. Um so they started posting their own contests women only, but with all the different weight classes and the women's side of the sport locally has exploded. Um, so if you like a lot of these names, Imina Alec is one of them. She got second in the, the lightweight women's class um, behind uh, Natalia, who's an unestablished um, Ukrainian competitor. But the numbers, I don't have the weights in front of me, but she was very, very strong. Um, so you know, that Natalia won't score five, uh, Amina score seven. It wasn't too far. Um, I don't know all the names, but if I, in the women's 63, Shaolin Rose, she's also a local competitor, local climber, and she had a clean sweep. Um, so, yeah, very strong. Um, so pretty much all, 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 every single women's class might not, maybe, except for maybe the supers had a, a local competitor finish, if not top three, very near this top of the standing. So it goes to show you there are these strong people out there. You just have to find them and, and expose them. Because like I said, you know, you just need, it takes, sorry, it takes exposure, but it takes somebody, it takes, needs someone to discover the sport and then take it upon themselves to grow. We yeah. still don't have enough promoters out there. We don't have enough people who take the reins and host contests. But if you host a contest, especially if you bring it to the people who are strong, it's easy. It it's very easy to grow the sport. We just need more more doers, I guess. More people who want who want to 
take that step um, because it, it, it's not, I'm not saying Ottawa has the best women climbers in the world, <laughs> uh, but I'm saying this is what they were able to develop in just a few months. Right. So yeah. it's uh, it can be done if, if there's the desire and, and the willingness to put in the, the effort yeah and and that's just goes to show that i mean there's probably a lot of other people that are hearing this that have promoted or have been been to competitions and it's like the people in your area you, you could have people just like this in your area you know speaking Absolutely. to to whoever else is out there you know hosting promoting um you you might find the next you know four or five people that are rising stars are gonna like you know stomp people at the lighter weight classes you just don't know who you're gonna come across so yeah, yeah. I, I think just uh, the in-person exposure and kind of hosting. I mean, yeah, online is a good method for putting stuff out there, but ground level and, and hosting in your region in yeah. you know in real life is really uh, there's nothing that can really substitute that, or you, you right. can't really substitute anything for that. I should say. Right. So, so I I don't really have much to say about too many of these. I don't know enough about the different competitors other than the local ones, Tammy clear domination uh, in, in her class. Yeah, um, clean clean sweep there. 84 was a tight class with Sarah. Real close, yeah. The, the two Sarahs, uh, Sarah Saffel with the win, Sarah Rodwell, and Michelle Collins, that's another Canadian from out west, who's, um, you know, looks very tight race, 7 nine, yeah. 10 We have to give a shout-out to Sarah Saffel for being Team Ohio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, good, good weight class win. Um, yeah, and like you said, very close there because it was separated by two points with uh, both the one and two. Yeah, Sarah's right there. They both top three, uh, top yeah, top three. Each one, one of the events got a first place in one of them, so that's great. Yeah, uh, Saida won the one hundred uh, with the names we've already mentioned, and then the supers clean sweep for Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't like. I, I haven't looked at the numbers closely, so uh, it's possible some of these are, are new world records. I really don't know yet. So. Yeah, I would assume that they probably are, or she probably set some PRs, or it, right. at least in a few events. So, right. And if we look at just the the Masters, Ardo wins the Masters yet again. I don't know how many times he's won this, <laughs> but he's won several <laughs> ma Open Masters classes. I know right now it's it's an open weight class, so chances are it's going to be won by the heavier guys. And Jason turned 50 this year. He got second. But you look at Steve. Steve got, you know, it was seven points for Ardo, and then Jason with 10, and Steve Millard with 11, and he's much smaller. Um, yeah. And he's got a few years on. I think he's about the same age as Ardo, but he's got a few years on Jason. So that's an impressive performance. Steve has consistently placed top three in this category for many years now. Um, well, I was going to say, I mean, even like right there, he's placing third, 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 second. Yeah. I mean, he's top three in every single thing across the board. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to eclipse those two other guys, but he's 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 right there. Um and the women's masters, there are only five competitors, but uh Corinne is someone who competed in my venue. She's also a climber. Uh and she only weighed she just missed the 63 class. So she's not a not a, a, a big woman, but she's strong. And she loves the sport, so I think we'll be seeing more of her uh, as well. Um, yeah, so that those are the classes. Like, I don't have enough details on the on the junior classes, so I, I don't know. If That's okay. Yeah, and then we pretty much kind of covered most of it. 
at least the top lifts for the uh, the male competitor side of things, as far as where we thought those top lifts would turn out. Um, yeah, we, we and, and all that. I, don't, I wouldn't have been able to do a prediction shows in the top lift for the women, but I have the, the figures here. So Sarah did lift 83 kg on the crusher. So what's that? That's about 180, 183 pounds. Uh, that's, that's a big lift. Uh, yeah. uh, she lifted 37 kg on the pinch block. What's that? That's about, it's close to 80, right? 80 or a little over 80. Yeah. <laughs> Not meant there's a lot of men who don't look on the pinch block. Yeah. <laughs> you said that was 37 and a half? 37.25, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible with the conversions. 82 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> almost as much as me. Sarah, you need to slow down. <laughs> Sammy with a 30 a 34.5 on the finish ball, and that's that's 70 upper seven, mid, yeah. mid to upper seventies. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Sarah with ninety two point eight on jug, so two hundred about two hundred five pounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for the uh, for the pinch block, like Sarah was six pounds under me, and then for the finished ball, uh, I just beat Tammy by one pound. So, right, they're <laughs> tough lifters. Yeah, yeah, real good. So, so not surprisingly, Tammy won the pound for a pound. Oh, uh, title yeah. and uh, Carver won the pound for pound title for the men. Um, and then for the other, uh, you said that the uh, the other lighter weight climber, uh, Jesse, he was like probably right behind Carter. He was second, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just end up with a couple of lighter weight climbers. It's just, yeah. I mean, they're both probably pretty freakishly strong. It's just yeah. Carter's numbers are like out of control, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, I know. Ended up being a, a very interesting contest, like always. So, you know, the beginning of the week. The beginning of the week was a bit of a rough, you know, special yeah. circumstance. But I think you know, all in all, great numbers, great performances. Um, and I, I said it before, KingCon is not a perfect event. There's a lot of challenges with the multi-venue contest. We're not all lifting on the in the exact same environmental conditions. But for what it is, I think it's great. I mean. How often, how many sports can you sort of compete with people around the world um, remotely, right? You can't do that in every sport. You can't do it in any team sport, that's for sure. And yeah. so these individual sports, we're lucky to be in one where it's at least possible. It might not be perfect, but I think it's so cool yeah. to be able to say you compete with people with Ukraine and Finland and Australia and uh, Chile. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I hope people continue to enjoy this. Um, if you've won a medal, so if you place top three in your class internationally, or if you had a top lift, or you know, the awards are going out in the next few weeks. It's going to take me a while uh, to get all caught up because I am leaving. Like you, we're heading to the World Armlifting Championships this weekend in, in Florida. Yeah, and in the same uh, weight class. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so my my goal is to get all the the awards up uh, in the next couple weeks. Hopefully, everyone will get them. Overseas takes a little longer to get, but uh, in North America, you'll you'll get it sometime in November. Uh, in fact, I will be bringing uh, a handful of medals to anyone who's going to the world in arm lifting. Who won a medal? I'm going to have it on hand, so I'll be able to hand deliver, uh, which is fun for me and also is cheaper. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the added bonus of doing that that way. So uh, yeah. So now with the kind of uh, uh, the awards kind of wrapping up. 
Um, you said this was the 11th year that you've hosted King Kong. Now, obviously, you, like you, every year comes with its own challenges, whatever. There's going to be like King Kong's not going anywhere, right? Next year, what what are your plans yeah, for next I year? Mean, what, what what are you thinking? I got to talk to you. You would ask me this on Sunday or Monday <laughs> this week. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be so sure because it is it is hard. It's stressful. It's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to take, especially if you're if you're I'm trying to do a lot of other things at the same time, right? So, um, I think with the way it ended, I think I think there is still a lot of interest in this contest, and, and for that reason, yeah. I do think I you know I, I I will like to try I will try and explore see how better ways to do it or improve. Um, but I, you know, I don't want to make, I don't want it to be the point where all of this extra work, if, if it ends up resulting in a lot of extra work and a lot of extra, that takes some of the fun out of it for me. So I, I just have to find our, the right balance. But yeah, 11 years, I, I don't, I do want to hit that 300 mark. <laughs> I don't know why it's taking so long. I know COVID put a damper on it, but I feel like there's got to be 300 people worldwide who want to who want to compete in this contest and see how they stack up. Right? It's your best. This is the best contest to see where you stand uh, in the big in the grand scheme of things. You know, yeah. Of course, it's dependent on what the events are, but I think I think it's a decent balance. You know, it's not always the same events. So if you're able to place consistently near the top of the standings every year in King Kong, given that we typically change one or two events a year, you're sort of demonstrating over the long haul that you are strong and all in various aspects of grip. So um, if you, if, if you're doing well on the local scene and you're, you're wondering, you know, how you compare to the rest of the world, I think this is the best, best yeah. chance to see exactly how you, how you are doing. Now I won't, I won't ask the annoying question that everybody does when a competition wraps up. What are the events for next year? <laughs> um, is, is too soon for that. Yeah. But that being said, is there, a guaranteed like staple like oh there's one that you could guarantee that will be there next year but you haven't had the others figured out i wouldn't even say that i would not even I, okay so we, we, it could be completely uh yeah like like, like a i whole, think, it's, a whole I think it's important i so there's a lot of things that i have to consider i have to consider what as soon as i the now the, the events are announced there's a mad rush of orders that comes in. So I have to make sure that it's it, it, that whatever the equipment piece of equipment is that the supplier can is available mm. to produce either has a big inventory or you can meet the demand because that was a challenge this, this year for some of the, some of the events, some of the, mm. the, the uh, implements. And, and I, and I want to eliminate that frustration. Right. So I want to take implements that are, easily accessible. They can't be too expensive. They can't be too cost prohibitive to ship overseas. So nothing too heavy, nothing too, uh, something pretty simple to judge and officiate. So there's a lot of, and I want it to be a well-balanced contest. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of factors that come into it. Um, so yeah, I don't want to commit anything just yet. That's all good. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't going to try to get you be, And there won't be anything before. I don't even want to say, because last year I said not before the new year, and, and that's for sure not before the new year. But last year, like twenty people reached out to me the first week of January, right? <laughs> One of the events posted. <laughs> so I don't even want to commit to that. Yeah. Uh, I I will promise it will be posted well in advance. Uh, but you know, guys, take a break. 
<laughs> the next few months. I mean, if you have a contest lined up to compete, great, train for that. But forget about King Kong for a few months. <laughs> I think it's good that you don't, you know, because some of these people, I know some people who train with the events listed so far in advance. A lot of people train from it from the from the day they're 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 the, the, the events are listed, right? So you can get burnt out on an event, right? So I I think it's maybe take a few months. Don't think about King Kong. If you have other contests, train those lifts. Uh, you know, relax. <laughs> no, for sure. Like I said, I I didn't want to try to put you in a bad spot. Like. Yeah trying to decide, you know, implements yeah. on the spot. I know that's ridiculous, but I wasn't sure if there was like, oh, at least one of these handles will be in it. And then the other three are undecided. So no, no yeah, worries. I, there. I, I, I'm still undecided. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, is there anything else, Eric, that you uh, would like to mention? Um, I think that that covers all the results, obviously. And then you did a good job of breaking down kind of how things are scored, how ties are handled. Uh, just maybe some extra information just, for anybody wondering yeah i just want to say this contest is obviously completely dependent on the promoters stepping up and willing to to host this event uh i know it's a lot of promoters especially if it's your first year you got to buy the equipment you gotta there's some fees to, to be able to host the venue uh, all those fees are just to help me purchase and ship the event the, that the bulk of the, the the cost in this contest is to purchase these kick-ass awards and ship them around the world that and that is expensive Mm -hmm. um but for a promoter the first time especially you got to buy the implements you got to buy the setup you buy it and, and their fees so i really appreciate that every year there are new promoters who, who step up and are willing to get involved and all the competitors you know um a contest like this is only as, as, as successful as the people who are involved so i really appreciate everyone who, who either holds a venue or attends a tens of venue and competes in king kong so thank you everyone who helps uh, thank you for helping me promote the, the well as a promoter a competitor and promoting the the event through these videos it's, it's great as well so thank you very much sir. thank you very much oh, yeah. yeah no problem um and like i said king kong was one of the first i mean competitions i heard of you know when i first got into it so yeah I'd, it, it's something that i'll be probably hosting like i said i'd especially because i host so close to where i'm at you know it's like it I've been driving what like I drove like nine hours to nationals and other stuff, you know, like when you're doing those kind of trips or like even worlds, I'm getting ready to drive down to Florida. It's like when you're doing some of those drives, it's like I can pretty much just host King Kong like right here. It's like one of the few <laughs> things that I don't have to travel for. So it's uh, re regardless if I'm good at the event lineup or whatever the case is, um, I always intend on at least here in North Carolina where I'm at. Um, I always intend on having a venue for people available in the area. Um, and like I said, it doesn't have to do with, oh, these events are good for me or bad for me. I, it's it's local. It's easy for me to host. And uh, it, it might be some other people's, you know, first introduction to grip and stuff like that. Or it might be a way to get people in the area kind of, you know, oh, okay, I don't have to be in front of like a crowd of 300 people. And I can kind of, you know. Yeah. So I, I always uh, plan to support. And uh, like I said, just kind of, help promote, you know, in, in, in my little area here and whatever I can control. And, um, and that's a part of the bigger picture, but yeah. So yeah, you, yeah, no, no, no problem there. Like I said, that I, I plan on doing that anyway. So. Cool. And then, yeah. So I guess we'll probably wrap up with that. And then, 
yeah, good luck to anybody that is maybe competing in Worlds because there's a lot of us that just did King Kong that are, are about to be at Worlds, I know, um, on the arm lifting side of things. And then I guess just congratulations to all the uh, overall winners, weight class winners, and really just anybody that stepped out and competed for the first time, anybody that, okay, maybe you didn't place that well, but every lift you hit was a PR. Yeah. That, that That's a win, you know, in itself there. So um, just shout out to everybody that, you know, put it on the line and competed. So, yeah. I and, agree. All right. So then we'll just, we'll just wrap up with that, man. Like I said, and then we'll uh, look forward to next year. All right. Thanks a lot, Zach. Yep. Bye, Bye. Bye.